0: What is up, everybody? We are back for lunch plus Friday edition. It's Buddy Crabtree. We're super excited to be here with you live in the studio and we have an awesome episode coming up in store for you. But right now, if you would please go ahead and share the broadcast and then comment, tell us who you are, where you're watching from so that way we can say hello back to you. I see Michelle Wright is on, Serena Crabtree, Johnny Shaver. We've got some awesome people watching. and you are about to have an awesome day here on the broadcast because here's what we've got in store for you
1: we got some good stuff today we're starting off with what's good that's literally good stuff right there (laughs) what's good after that we have our next dad joke battle that's going to be a lot of fun i love dad jokes uh put put some hands up in the comments if you love dad jokes as much as i do after dad jokes we have word sneak word sneak word sneak. sure (laughs) <laughs> uh, at, that's that's a new one and that that one I've actually enjoyed that one at the word sneak we have a time of confession followed by not the man who would be king but another word from pastor uh it's gonna be great
0: yeah it's gonna be an awesome day and we're super stoked to have you live in the house I really enjoyed hearing you say battle like you super emphasized the t Dad
1: joke battle
0: dad, dad, you, dad you did joke, it different there too I know
1: dad joke battle
0: but the first time Bad was joke. dad joke
1: battle did i do battle? battle i don't know how to say battle anymore
0: <laughs> battle. well we are super excited to have you because not only do we have an awesome episode in store for you but right now as you know it is family chat and before we dive in a couple quick things for you first of all we have a live studio audience mm-hmm. and part of that live studio audience is we have baby Ben in the studio so if you hear a baby in the background being all cute and stuff it's because we have one here not just mm-hmm. a random sound effect that sounds like a baby. Yes. And then second, we every single day we like to hit a hundred comments as fast as we possibly can and so we need your participation with that because mm-hmm. here's why we want to hit a hundred comments. The hundredth commenter gets a gift card from us. We want to bless you and we love you so let's reach a hundred comments as fast as possible, which should be pretty easy because it's family chat time. Question number Uno.
1: What is your favorite movie quote? So I don't know why I said it that way.
0: These questions came from the one and only, the lovely, Serena Crabtree. The
1: most beautiful woman in the world.
0: That's and I Ashley Melton, I love you. And I I don't know. Like I'm sure I have a very serious question or a very serious quote I like, but my favorites that I say are the ridiculous ones, like the oh, nacho goodness. libre ones.
1: Get that corn out of my face.
0: That's 100% where I was. Absolutely. <laughs> really? 100%. <laughs> Get that a... corn out of my face. Natalie says, make my
1: day. I don't even know where that's from. i so
0: <laughs> Johnny says, I'll be your huckleberry. That's a good one. That's tombstone. I've Which is a movie you need to watch.
1: Oh, is that the one that I haven't seen yet that yes. I was rebuked for not seeing that?
0: It is, yes, you sure were. Um, Debbie says, you know I love you more than my luggage. Where is that? What is that from?
1: Serena, just, no. Sorry.
0: Serena quoted Buddy the Elf. I love smiling. Smiling's my favorite.
1: I mean, she does smile a lot, but you can't, that can't be your favorite movie quote. Because <laughs> that movie ruined my life.
0: Abby says get out of here ghost I I really feel like you guys need to put down which movies these things are from because I I'm with you for some of them and some mm-hmm. like I, I don't know where the luggage one is from <gasps> Billy Joe so you're telling me there's a chance mm-hmm. Debbie's is from Steel Magnolias
1: mm-hmm. what is yours I don't know the only one that can come to my mind is from Star Wars when uh Leia said, I love you, and Han said, I know.
0: George and I have hats that say that. I bought really? them for us for Christmas. That's
1: great. Yep. I've been wanting to say that to my wife at some point, but I just can't.
0: George, George will say <laughs> it to me. Really? Yeah. Yeah, he for sure will. I'm really pleased that he showed me Star Wars before he started doing this. Otherwise, oh, it would yeah. have been really uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Serena says, You stink.
1: <laughs> Top gun. That's great. <laughs> I love that one.
0: Kevin says, Good morning. Good morning, Kevin. Yeah, I, the ones that stick out the most in my head are mm-hmm. like N- Napoleon Dynamite and mm-hmm. Nacho Libre. So not the greatest movies, not even the greatest quotes, yeah. but they just stick in your head. Like, That's
1: true. I like your sleeves, they're real big. <laughs> Tina, you fat lard, come get some dinner. Eat the food, Tina, eat the food. <laughs> okay, really? question number two. <laughs> what would you do if you were invisible?
0: I, I just had to suppress the urge to sing Clay Aiken's song called Invisible because it's a weird song, but that was well, American Clay Idol. Clay Aiken. It's true. I didn't know he was weird then. I was a teeny bopper that watched American a teeny Idol. Bopper. <laughs> I've
1: never heard that I term before. Really? I've never heard that term before. Interesting. Um, what would you guys do if you were invisible? I would just scare people. <laughs> Boom. That's the only thing I could think of. I don't know any other, like, Could beneficial. they hear
0: you if you're invisible? Or is everything you do invisible? Like Um, including talking?
1: Visible has to do with the vision and things that you see. You can't be invisible in your ears. So invisible, that'd be inaudible.
0: But what if it's not?
1: What? You're not making any (laughs) sense. People can hear you when you're invisible. If it it said, what would you do if you were inaudible? I would become a mime.
0: (laughs) I like Serena's. Visit every room in the White House. Mm-hmm. Johnny said that he would scare people, too.
1: Yeah, like that's the only like, beneficial. I mean, I guess visit every room in the White House and then learn all their secrets. Yeah. <laughs> and then, yeah, and for then sure. sell it. That's, I, I'm assuming that's what Serena's saying.
0: Um, we, are not, that's the
1: heartbeat. <laughs> we
0: are not supporting Watergate-type <laughs> things here in this broadcast. We I'm, like things above board. Amen.
1: I'm, mm-hmm. I'm just joking. <laughs> if, if, if anyone assumed that i was being serious i was not
0: i i just don't we're know not how for things selling
1: secret government information
0: i just don't know how things work with broadcasting and the internet so i just <laughs> want
2: to make
1: sure that we were super clear to, to the fbi agents <laughs> watching this broadcast today i am not serious just
0: kidding but his visibility
1: is not a real thing but his name yet. is
0: buddy crab mm-hmm. tree if no, you no, no, need no. to put him on a list buddy Crabtree. Mm-hmm.
1: Thank you for throwing me under the bus.
0: You're welcome. Appreciate Question it. number three.
1: <laughs> what is one thing you own that you wish you didn't?
0: This made me laugh super hard. I, not because I could think of a whole bunch of stuff, but just I'm imagining the things. Like, I, I don't own this anymore because I married the man that I married mm-hmm. um, and George made me get rid of it. But it's like when George... Came to my house and I had a shake weight and he's like get no get, get no. Rid- <laughs> um, Kevin says that the NSA is calling you. Um, yeah, I don't think that we have a whole bunch of stuff.
1: If I if I own something that I wish I didn't own, I would yeah. get rid of it.
0: <laughs> yeah, I'm a t- so. I'm a chucker of things. Like if mm-hmm. I don't like them or or I don't want them, like they don't typically stay in my house very long. Yeah. Um, yeah. Do you guys have things that you wish that you didn't own in your home? You I guess, may. I
1: guess the bigger the family, you know, the more. You can <laughs> Abby have says other a mortgage. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah. No. Okay. One more.
1: If you could trade lives with anyone for a day, who would it be and why?
0: Hmm.
1: That's a great question. Who
0: would it be and why? <laughs> Debbie going back. Debbie says that she wished she did not own her cell phone. That's super funny. Um,
1: Wait, what was the question again? I, who I, I
0: would just, you trade lives with if you uh, could trade lives with someone? I would
1: probably trade lives with my wife just to see what it's like to live with me. And then hmm. I would be like, wow, she is so much patience.
0: So, hold would, on. It, I feel
1: like it would give me a newfound appreciation for my wife.
0: Hold on, how, because how you just said it is different than how I read, how I'm understanding the comment. Is this like in your brain you're freaky fridaying the situation where you become <laughs> Serena and she becomes uh, you? Oh,
1: cuz you're trading lives. Never mind. Cuz then it would just be like a, a really awkward day. <laughs> um, I mean, I could switch with somebody. Mm-hmm. I don't know. So like so you're not like getting into their mind or anything. You're just experiencing life yeah. in their eyes. Um,
0: maybe pastors?
1: Maybe a puppy?
0: Well, just, those are just, two very, very different things.
1: That'd be nice, because you just get, you get uh, scratched all day. That sounds really nice.
0: There's a baby off camera. I'm not just making random faces to nobody to the side. Like, I was making a cute <laughs> face at Ben. Um, okay, so here's what's exciting, guys. Are you ready for this? We just finished up our questions of the day, but we finished early, so that way we could let you know what we're starting today, and I'm super excited okay
1: oh, oh, oh wait did you what kevin put i would be jeff bezos and give 200 billion dollars to Boomerang.
0: 200 billion dollars Somewhere, pastors please with me <laughs> okay. um okay okay here's what we're starting on the broadcast are you guys ready put up in the comments excited like emoji hands excited <laughs> smiley faces because this is about to become your favorite thing Ever. But before I say that, George just said I enjoyed that I just popped in and read about top secret information. Um, (laughs) So that's exciting. Okay, here's what we're doing. We're starting a new thing weekly called, Where's Your Buddy?
1: Oh, I forgot about this.
0: (laughs) Okay, so there's (laughs) there's the picture of Buddy. And we have hidden that picture somewhere Throughout this broadcast, Buddy's face is somewhere in one of the graphics that are going to be appearing on your screen. You have to look for it. And the first person who comments where he is, like you can't just say, I see him, but like you have to say where he is. The first person on our screen that sees him and comments it, screen, wins a gift card from us.
1: And it has to be that specific image, not just, yes. hey, here I am. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so you have to go ahead and find Buddy. Where's Buddy? You're going to have to look for him. He's going to be in this episode, that graphic of him, not just Buddy. So the first person who comments gets a gift card from us. But right now we're going to hop into our broadcast. It's going to be such wait, a good wait, wait. one.
1: Because isn't that picture in like the intro like countdown video?
0: Yeah, so but not that, not, not that not picture. That okay. No.
1: Just,
0: no. That it, just
1: came to me because, like, we transition in the next point and it's going to be right there.
0: Yeah, not, not, that one. not that one. Not the ones that you know. Like, the intro. No, not that one. You'll, you'll find them. Everybody's very excited. They're singing the My Buddy and Me theme song. No, I'm Kevin. pretty stoked about it. No, Kevin. Okay, we're, we're transitioning. We'll see you on the other side and we'll be back in just a couple seconds. Share the broadcast. back we're about to hop into today's episode of lunch plus it's gonna be such a good one because here's what we've got in store for you
1: today well first up we have what's good Abby will be telling us what's good after what's good we have dad joke battle the the spit take game of the century after dad joke battles we have word word sneak word sneak And then after that, we have a time of confessions, followed by what's the word. It's going to be a good one. But now we're starting off with what's good. And make
0: sure that you look for where's your buddy. He's going to be somewhere throughout this broadcast. And Mm -hmm. the first person who comments that they see him gets a gift card. And the first person that helps us reach 100 comments also gets a gift card. So, got lots of opportunities to win some free coffee and gift cards on us. Let's hop over to
2: Abigail Wright. Abby, what's good today? Well, hello, and welcome to the next segment of What's Good. I'm your host, Abby Wright, and I'm here with my co-host, Benjamin. And today we will be talking about what is good. First off today, we have... A Brazilian stray dog who lived on the streets and he kept visiting a car dealership so the owner of the car dealership did what any normal person would do and hired him (laughs) so now he is the official meter and greeter of the car dealership he has his own Instagram page and it's just it's absolutely adorable um That's awesome. Next, we have a man who wanted to honor his late father, and his father lived his whole life being a cook at a restaurant. So in order to honor his father, he decided he was gonna learn how to cook and open up a restaurant. The only thing was he had no idea how to cook. So he decided that he was going to look up Exactly, he was gonna do that. Look up how to cook on YouTube. He literally looked up, he said, about every cooking video he could find on YouTube, every video about how to manage a restaurant, and he opened a restaurant that has employed 60 local people, and they have been thriving ever since his education on YouTube, and they have managed to stay open. That's amazing. (laughs) They've managed to stay open during all of this and just welcome people in even during the pandemic and their employees still have their jobs. Yeah, you think that's awesome? I do too. (laughs) It's pretty great. Using YouTube, I just, I found that very entertaining. (laughs) Also, we have a man at our church who had a hospital bill that was quite large and he had no idea how he was going to pay it. Are you going to stand up for everybody? Yeah? Oh, I guess you're going to sit down. (laughs) He had no idea how he was going to pay it, and it ended up being twice as much as he thought. It was over $7,000, and he had no idea how to pay it. And so he just prayed, and the Lord came through. The hospital paid it for him, Everything but $75, and that's all he has to pay for it. Praise the Lord. (laughs) Also, we had a testimony sent in by one of you guys, and we're going to read it. It is such a blessing. So it says, my sister Danielle is pregnant with twins, which is awesome in itself because twins don't run in our family. And this will be the very first grandchildren. But the doctor said that the babies only had one sac, which is not good because she was then considered a high-risk pregnancy. We're a family of faith and did not receive the report that it would be a high risk. I kept saying that I am expecting a boy and a girl, which is impossible since there is only one sac. They have to be identical. But I kept professing of God could multiply the loaves and fishes. He can... Most definitely multiply a sack for the babies. Yeah? Here. Do you like that better? So he's, he can most definitely multiply a sack for babies. Today, my sister went to the doctors and found out the babies have two sacks. Glory to God, I am so happy and have been praising God ever since. Now just waiting for it to be said that hopefully they're having a boy and a girl. There's to hoping. Thank you, guys. Thank you for sending in that testimony. That blessed me so much. I hope it blessed you. And do you have anything to say, Benjamin? No? I think he's gotten everything out that he wanted to say. (laughs) We hope that blessed you today, brought some good news into your life, into your day. It's our goal here is to focus on the good in the world not the bad and if you have any testimonies any good news you find a crazy cat video on facebook we want to hear from you so go ahead send it in you can send us messages on our facebook page um, direct message us or on our website at what's right.org. we love you and we will see you next time on to our next segment
1: Hello, everyone. Welcome to Dad Joke Battles. But before we get into Dad Joke Battles, I don't know if you saw or if you were distracted by the adorableness of the baby. It's true. But... It's a pretty cute baby. My face was in the last segment.
0: Yes. And And Kevin Nowicki is the one... Well, Johnny got it first. Johnny saw it, but Kevin followed the instructions and he got specific with where it was. Specific. Oh, okay. You know, because if you see it, I could say to every time that you're on the next segment mm-hmm. and just not actually see you. Which I know Johnny saw it, but Kevin got specific, which means Kevin, because you followed all the instructions, you get the gift card from us. But Johnny, you were Johnny on the spot and saw it first, for sure. But Kevin got specific. Good so job, Kevin, Kevin. you get a gift card. And Natalie saw you too. Did you enjoy your face appearing? Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's the face I told you you make, by the way, is that's it? it, that's it right there, okay. Well
1: guys, welcome to <laughs> Dad Joke Battles. This is, the, I was gonna say, this is the part of the show where we battle with dad jokes. I don't know, like, I just thought of, welcome to Slyson's Larry, with of the show. <laughs> welcome to Dad Joke Battles with EO and Barrett. it's gonna be a good one. I'm excited about this one. Here's how this game works. <laughs> I th- you're excited about this, aren't you? Rachel?
2: Uh, I'm gonna win, so oh, yes. Oh, hello!
1: I am. Look at that confidence.
0: Rachel does uh, live in the land of dad jokes. Like this is Rachel's <laughs> specialty, hundred percent.
1: Perfect. Have you found any winners in there?
0: Um, kind of. <laughs> kind
1: of. Okay. <laughs> All
2: right. Well, here's
1: how this game goes. All right. We're gonna since since this is your first time, Rachel, we're gonna have you go first.
3: Okay. And my you, off. And
1: how? This? Oh, wow! <laughs> we're taking off the glasses. I forgot to get a, a towel for myself, but here's how this game goes. Uh, one person is going to be giving, or is going to be sharing one of their favorite dad jokes out of this list that I've given them, and then the other person is going to fill their mouth with water. And if any water comes out of their mouth after the joke has been said, that the, the joke teller will get a point. Yes. Alright, and then we'll go until somebody wins. Kay. Until I decide it's over. That's how we're gonna
0: <laughs> Until go. I <laughs> decide it's over.
1: All right, so are you guys ready?
0: Yes, I am. I'm ready.
1: You are ready? Yep. You ready? I'm
0: ready. So is right. EO telling the joke first? She's telling the joke okay. first. So
1: fill your mouth with aqua. That wasn't full. That's not That's full. That's like a little sip. That's a little bit better. Okay.
2: Okay. All right, are we ready? Mm
3: hmm. <laughs> how do
2: you make a Kleenex dance? <laughs> you put a little boogie in it.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Why'd you swallow it? You're supposed to hold, yeah. it, in. Yeah,
0: I, hold it in. I don't. How am I going to tell the joke? <laughs> I, I then tell the next joke, don't I?
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you like waited two seconds and then swallowed it. Yeah. So you need to keep it in. Keep it in at I'll least for it. like five seconds. Okay. In All the right. event. Okay. No, I'm not ready. Oh, that was actually <laughs> a, good, a good gulp of water. Well done.
0: More. You need more. <laughs> you need more.
1: <laughs> all right.
0: OK. Um, You ready for this? Mm-hmm. Do you know what the shovel was? Hmm. A groundbreaking invention.
2: <laughs> bum, bum, bum. Nope. 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 <laughs> OK. It was close. It was OK. It was OK. okay. I'm ready.
1: Then meet your standards. Okay. You want water in your mouth?
0: I'll think about it. (laughs) Okay.
1: All right. So, so far, we haven't, nobody's gotten a point yet, but it'll, it'll come soon enough.
2: What do you call a guy with a rubber toe? Roberto. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that
3: (laughs) That was like a fountain.
1: Did you know you were gonna
2: dance, so you decided, or dance laugh, so you decided to like launch it? It's true. He's I like, also I
1: want to laugh, but I have too much water.
2: <laughs> I also wasn't sure. I should have put the cap on. That. If my it gum goes. came out during that moment, so <laughs> I, I got really concerned. It I didn't. I thought about it too. I was like, that would, just, like, that would be like, gross.
1: Put that aside. <laughs> I was just picturing like the spit taken. and... <laughs> oh, okay. That would not be fun.
0: Okay. Um. Let's see. <laughs> I'm ready. You ready? Mm-hmm. You prepared? Okay. <coughs> okay. I was talking to Luke the other day, and he all of a sudden he just started screaming, Dad, you haven't listened to this didn't even tell the joke.
1: <laughs> it's everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> I think that was more the execution than it was the actual joke. Oh, it's everywhere. Oh,
0: there's so much
1: stuff. <laughs> was... Wait, I want to hear the rest of it, though.
0: Uh, Dad, you haven't listened to one word I've said, have you? What a strange way to start a conversation with me.
1: Well? <laughs> Deb says that didn't take long. That was, that was 100% execution. <laughs>
2: Look at your papers.
1: It's... It's everywhere.
2: <laughs> oh, I have to like peel my the paper. is this right. gross? It's it.
1: gross. <laughs> All right. Right now it's one to one. Right? <laughs> one to one. I apologize, but right one one.
2: Yes, it All is right. one to one. I'm still like crying, <laughs> <Right>. laughing. Okay, <laughs> let me find a joke. Hold on. That
1: that that <laughs> that, that shows you that execution <laughs> is just as important as the funniness of the joke. Okay. hmm
3: <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: Don't. <laughs> That's in, You can't swallow it.
2: <laughs> a cheese factory exploded in France. Debris. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I need
1: a I need a towel. Someone give me a towel. <laughs> this is getting. It was
2: either chokers spit, <laughs> that I didn't know what to do. <laughs> I'm well, gonna... anyways, the the joke was supposed to be.
1: This is so gross. What a fun segment this is. All right, what was the joke?
2: The cheese factory exploded. <laughs> the cheese factory exploded in France. Debris everywhere.
1: Because <laughs> bris is a cheese.
2: <gasps> <Okay.
1: laughs> For those of you who aren't cheese connoisseurs. This is so much fun. All right, it's (coughs) 2-1. I love how, like, a lot of water's coming out of your eyes. (laughs) Okay. (sighs) Oh. All right. Wow. We're, we're, We're already set up for failure here.
0: Arabella just keeps saying, cheer up, man. It could be worse. You could be stuck underground with a hole full of water. I mean, he means well. I don't
2: think that was funny, but I just picked one that could put Arabella's name in. <laughs> <laughs> I was choking, and I was like, "No, it's gonna be choked this time." Okay. Okay. I'm ready. Oh, I about took water for To you tell t- a joke. You to tell the joke
1: with the mouthful <laughs> of water.
2: Yep. Okay. Why was the tree so suspicious? Because mm-hmm. it was so shady. Mm-hmm,
1: mm-hmm. Yeah, that one was so funny. <laughs> mm-hmm.
2: Okay. All right, it's still two to one. Okay. Oh. <laughs> uh, I keep.
0: Okay. Um, okay. Mm-hmm. Do you know why he got called Neil Caffrey? Because he's a man who can do
1: Again, I think that <laughs> one was the <laughs> <laughs> Yes! <laughs> The joke was, what do you call a man and who can't like not stand? Yeah. Kneel. Tissue.
2: <laughs> it was, but in order to, to right. break it's Rachel.
1: Two to two, ah. next point did you wins. you
2: see all the water drip off her paper? I did not. <laughs> she dumped out of the towel. <laughs> <laughs> all right, <laughs> next point so Okay, <laughs> but it's exciting. Okay. <laughs> oh, it's my turn. Yes. i am got to try to read this. Hold on. Look at the spit that's all oh It's okay. <laughs> oh,
3: no.
1: Ew. 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 Such a gross segment.
2: George told me I had to stop acting like a flamingo, so I put my foot down. <laughs> well, I tried to use the Barrett technique. You can swallow now. Okay, thank you. <laughs> yeah, you're not going to laugh. Seriously, there's so many
1: tears under your eyes. Well, actually, I don't know if it's tears or spit. <laughs> I don't either,
2: because when I spit last time, I kind of just like put my face in the water, so... Okay. Alright. There's water on my face can we get
1: a tissue it's everywhere what a fun time let's mm-hmm. put your favorite dad joke of this segment in uh the comments
0: okay mm-hmm. are you ready mm-hmm. are you prepared mm-hmm. <laughs> if oliver refuses to nap during nap time would he be guilty of i missed the joke i thought i had it i don't even have the joke anymore i have nothing out of my, I'm just talking to you now. You're so pretty. Your nostrils are is, flaring too.
1: Is he resisting arrest? <laughs> yeah, I forgot what the rest of it was. Okay, it's good. cool.
0: <laughs> one
2: more time. I'm ready. You, oh.
1: You butchered that one. But mm-hmm. oh, that's okay. Mm-hmm. It, there's hope. This next mm-hmm. point mm-hmm. wins. This is mm-hmm. harder than
2: just telling normal jokes. Mm-hmm. Okay.
1: It is. <laughs> Cuz they're dad jokes.
2: Hold on. Hold on. <laughs> 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 Why don't skeletons ever go trick-or-treating?
3: Because mm-hmm.
2: they have nobody to go with.
3: <laughs> mm-hmm.
2: I'm just waiting for any water to come out. Come on. <laughs> okay, you can
3: swallow. I don't want that to come
1: out. There's <laughs> nobody to go with. Okay. That All was, right. All right. Remember, next did point she, wins.
2: How does she have the good jokes? Like... I don't know. Okay. I okay. mean, my paper is like... <laughs> Not paper anymore.
1: All right, water.
2: I'm sorry. All right. I've got this. I'm ready. Are you ready? Mm-hmm. I'm ready. Mm-hmm. Hey, Rach, what do you say to the purple grape?
0: Breathe. That's Rachel's joke. What did the green grape say to the purple grape? Not funny? No?
2: Still not funny? No. <laughs> you messed it up. Yeah, you makes... messed it up. <laughs> oh, I said wow. great. What
1: did the green grape say to the purple grape? we're out of
2: time. So I'm (laughs) going to call this one a draw.
1: I said it's over when I say it's over. So (laughs) actually, rock, paper, scissors for a winner.
2: You won. I know it.
1: Rock, paper, scissors, shoot.
2: Oh, and it goes to EO! Whoa! No.
1: (laughs) That, well.
0: I was locked and loaded for it.
1: (laughs) I could see that. All right, well, guys, thank you for joining us (laughs) for Dad Joke Battles it's been a good time now we're transitioning on over into word Snake. so we'll see you real soon <laughs>
0: Hello hello hello. It's time for Word Sneak. Word Sneak. <laughs> and we have Buddy Crabtree versus Miriam Abigail right. Who is going to win? I'm pretty excited. If you missed the very first time we played this, let me give you a recap of how the game goes. Abby and Buddy are each given a list of words and they start on the bottom so you'll flip them over. And okay. basically this is the reverse of Mad Lib. So with Mad Libs, as you know, you get a story and then you have to plug words in. Abby and Buddy are basically given words and they have to create their own story with them. So they're gonna have to go one at a time back and forth using the words. We'll see how well they do if they're able to sneak the words in there just completely normally so that way it doesn't throw anybody off or. is it it going to be pretty obvious which ones are the random words. They have no idea what the words are. I do, and so will you guys. We're going to put on the screen what words they have coming up. Let's see which of them is going to be able to do this the most subtly. Most subtly? Subtliest? Most naturally. Most naturally. That's the best (laughs) way to do it. The subtlest. And buddy, because you are on my right, you are going first today. So you're going to start our reverse Mad
2: Lib off.
1: Okay. So, Abby, have you had breakfast yet today? No. 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 Do, you, do you eat breakfast? Are you someone who eats breakfast? No. Really? Mm-hmm. I, I love breakfast. You know, I, I really like, I, I'd say one of my favorite breakfast uh, foods is just peanut butter on toast. It's, it's just one of the the best
2: ding, breakfast ding, foods. Ding 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 ding, <laughs> peanut! It's peanut! Just,
1: it's one of the best breakfast <laughs> foods I've ever had.
2: Really? Yeah. I don't like it. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Okay. I, I don't like peanut butter on toast, but you know what I do like? What? I like muffins. And we have a segment that is called Will It Muffin mm-hmm. on here. And, that. you know, I'm thinking I just have to think about ideas for the next segment and keeping them interesting mm-hmm. and stuff and... Right now we have a kitchen, right, that we yeah. put the muffins in and we bring them out of the oven and they're cooked and everything. I'm thinking about making just a giant paper mache muffin, paper mache, mm. and just busting it open like a pinata.
1: That's actually a really good idea. I mean, <laughs> I remember when I was in in high school, um, like for for uh, our Spanish class, we had to make paper mache pinatas. Yeah, and, and and like it just reminds me like of of youth group you know where we would um, where we would do all these different things we would go play we we would go to like go-karts we would play laser tag we'd be doing all all kinds of different things um when i when i was a kid i like i loved laser tag when i was a kid yeah
2: i I really like laser tag too Mm. it's really fun and it reminds me um my parents like to show me a bunch of old music videos from when they grew up. Mm -hmm. I said old, I don't mean old. I mean like, older. (laughs) Um, All older music videos. And they're Mm -hmm. some of my favorites. And one of my favorites reminds me of laser tag because it has a bunch of lasers shooting everywhere. It's Thriller. And it has, I mean, everyone, just zombies coming up. Ding, ding, ding,
1: zombies. (laughs) 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 Well, like, no, because I I remember I would actually dance um, to that song a lot. I, I learned the dance to, to Thriller, and yeah. um, and like I just enjoyed it. Actually, there was one time I was uh, driving down the street. I, I told the story mm-hmm. on the broadcast once, where I, I was rocking out to Thriller, and yeah. I ran over a, a, a mother goose, and not the mother goose, but a mother goose. There was no <laughs> warrant put out for my arrest, but ding, it ding, ding, was. Ding, it, but um, it was it was not a fun time. I felt so guilty after that.
2: That was smooth. Thanks. That was that was. I enjoyed it. Yeah, I, I really like geese and mother goose, but <laughs> you know what G-animal I I don't like? <laughs> That's a gerbil! <laughs> oh, I hate gerbils.
1: Ding, ding, ding! <laughs> that was the smoothest transition of the whole conversation. Thank you. No, I'm not a fan of gerbils either. Like, w- one time, like, they just get everywhere, they just... I don't even know what a gerbil is. It's like a mouse, right? Sure. Sure. Like they, they, they just get all over the place. They, they start biting cords. Like one, one bit the cord on my toaster, you know, on
2: my TV. <laughs> the they the just toaster, all over the place. I, the toaster on your TV. I, I,
1: I, my toaster and my TV. Oh, oh yeah,
2: yeah, Okay. No, gerbils are the worst. Yeah, I. Gerbils are the worst. <laughs> um, yeah. yeah. You know, talking about toasters. <laughs> I I love kitchen appliances, and one of my favorite kitchen appliances is one that we actually do use for willow muffin. Going back to what we were talking about, yeah, Um, it's a muffin maker, Mm -hmm. and we use it to make everything muffins. We'll Mm -hmm. put bacon in there and put eggs and make like a breakfast muffin. We'll make Mm -hmm. cornbread in there. Mm
1: -hmm. Well, like to be honest though, I I so highly value toasters and TVs. (laughs) and kitchen appliances. It, it, that's one of the primary reasons why I'm not Amish. I cannot survive without the, these assets and technology.
2: Oh, Isn't that interesting? You know, talking about appliances, I, I really like electric fireplaces. Mama oh. wants one um, or just one that we can put outside. I don't know if they can be electric but if if we were amish we'd have to use torches dang, dang, dang. <laughs> that's true
1: well i ac- actually got um for valentine's day a while ago yeah. I-, I got serena one of those uh, electric fireplaces right you know I, like because she she so values being cozy and um and so i figured yeah. what better of a gift to get her for valentine's day than a than a, a fireplace <laughs> So it was actually a, a really romantic time. We, I got her the fireplace. I made, I made bacon wrapped wrap steak. And then I said, all right, pucker up, buttercup. And I gave her a big kiss.
2: <laughs> what in the world? I know. I don't know how I'm supposed to work this oh, after that. This. I just want to make sure you knew the word. Well, um, yes, romantic night out are great. <laughs> nights out are great. And my parents for their romantic nights out, they um, often <laughs> they often go and watch action movies and it's not really a romantic night unless mm-hmm. in the movie many people die. Mm-hmm. Oftentimes. It's not romantic unless no, a bunch of people die. <laughs> exactly. They go and I, um, watch action movies. Mm-hmm. I mean, people are dying. It's pretty brutal, like machine guns, machetes, ding, ding, everything. Ding. The whole nine yards.
1: That sounds super romantic.
2: <laughs> that was fun. <laughs> was awesome. We <laughs> hope that you guys enjoyed our
0: backward Mad Libs word sneak. Oh, that was such a good one. Y'all yeah, did been great. <laughs> I, I was so excited as soon as you said, I really value toasters.
1: <laughs> <laughs> They're, they're essential.
0: I also started laughing because I thought you had for a second. I thought you had machete, and so as you're talking about your super romantic Valentine's Day, I'm like, this is
1: awesome. How is he going to turn this? Into?
0: I had lots know. of lots of uh, impressiveness for Serena. In, in,
1: however that sentence
0: ended. (laughs) Well guys, we are so excited that you are here with us today. It's been a great broadcast. It's just gonna keep rolling. We are gonna hop over into a time of confessions. So stick around, we're gonna be praying with you right now. I am sorry if you could hear me laughing. You should have seen the dive across the table to remove the the dad joke battle wet papers. It was really excellent. But right now, it is time for confessions. As you guys know, we believe in the word of God. And if you've never joined us on this broadcast before, or maybe this is your first time, or you've joined us every single day, just as a reminder, we want the Word of God to not just be in your ears, we want it to come out of your mouth because the Word of God is powerful and it's a seed. It produces what it was sent to accomplish. So today we are going to put some confessions on the screen, and as we pray, we would like you to join your faith with our faith, join your voice with my voice, and let's pray out the will of God. It's such a good day today, God is so good. Confession number six is where we're at right now, so let's go ahead and put that on the screen, and as we say this, let's say this together. We keep increasing in wisdom, and in stature and favor with God and man. Let's say that one more time. We keep increasing in wisdom and stature and favor with God and man. And then confession number seven. Ah, this is one of my favorites. The struggle is over. All of our confessions here, are based on the word of God. And that one in particular, that comes from the verse where Jesus is talking about how his yoke is easy and his burden is light. We're not called to struggle with anything. And Father, y'all, I just wanna pray. And so if you'll just pray with me, God's so good. Lord, just thank you for this day. Thank you, Father, for your peace flooding the homes of every person watching. We thank you, God, for an on time word from you. We thank you, Lord, that you are bringing joy to each and every single person watching, each and every family represented. God, we thank you that we keep increasing. Lord, we're not, we haven't arrived But we just keep on increasing. When we made you our Lord, that was a step up. And as we believe in the word of God, we just, we keep going higher and higher and higher. There's no end to you. Lord, we thank you that we're gonna get to know you deeper today. We're gonna get to know you better than we've ever gotten to know you before. We love you, Lord, you're so good. You're such a good God. Father, we praise you, we give you glory, we give you honor. You are a good and mighty God. Lord, we thank you. Thank you for this day. I ask right now in the name of Jesus that every person watching that they are blessed. They're blessed. They are blessed and highly favored. They are blessed. God, let the blessing of the Lord come on their homes right now. Let it flush out any bit of darkness. Let it flush out any bit of curse. Let the blessing of the Lord rise up now. In Jesus' name, amen. Man, God is so good. And we're just so excited to have you here with us today. And we're excited to hop into what's the word. It's going to be a great one. So if you haven't done it yet, go ahead. Share the broadcast. Somebody that you know is going to be blessed and their life will change based on this broadcast today, the on-time word. So go ahead, if you haven't done it yet, share it right now because uh, God's just so good and he's doing such a good work. And before we hop into what's the word, You guys know her from the comments. We just wanna take a quick second and wish a happy birthday to Arabella Shaver. She is not only one of the family members here at Boomerang, but she has been such a vital person to have on helping the broadcast. She's been behind the scenes. She's a blessing and today is her birthday. And so we just wanna wish her a happy birthday. We love you so much, Belzy. And yes, so right now, share the broadcast. We're gonna be back in just a couple seconds and we'll see you on the other side of this quick, quick video
1: hi hey welcome back it's a good day it's a
0: good day you almost said that like your wife serena we've noticed that serena i've noticed that serena starts like she'll end her words like, it's a good day, or it's a good day. Like she, she that was very Serena-ish right there. Isn't? Yeah.
1: Well, you know, You've the longer one. I hang out with her, the more I become like her.
0: That's true. She's a pretty cool one. Mm-hmm. Thank you so much for going ahead and being on with us. Pastor Brian is on his way. We are going to be continuing. We're going to talk about what okay the Lord released through pastor yesterday controlling your kids how to live a peaceful life and if you were on yesterday <laughs> then you know it was not what you thought it was going to be like <laughs> it, it it sure wasn't so go ahead and share the broadcast right now we just honestly we I, I would I want to just take a minute and thank you guys. Thank you for being on with us. Thank you for joining us in what we're doing and just supporting the broadcast. You know, we do this for y'all. We love you guys. And just thank you so much. Thank you for partnering with us. Thank you for praying for us. Thank you for watching. We just truly value you and esteem you. And we, we love you very, very much. So thank you for being with us today.
1: And if you guys were with us yesterday, Pastor gave us a really incredible word, yeah. Just on you know watching over your kids. He talked about um, Hophni and Phinehas, the sons of Eli. Yeah. And um, and like it really, like it really just kind of challenged. It, it challenged me just in the aspect of um, how easy it can be to just take a. Just a, a passive stance, yeah. you know, I, I honestly, one of the things that's crippling m- many people in the church today is just passivity, you know, yeah. just like, oh, I'll get to it. I know I need to do that, you know, but I'm just like, you know, you know, yeah. just kind of waiting for things to just work out before they actually start pursuing. And that's that's the the parenting style that Eli had. You yeah. know, he just like he didn't really discipline his kids. He didn't do anything. And because of that, like essentially a curse went on their family. You yeah. Know? And uh, but pastor took it in a in a whole different perspective. And then, okay, well, today, you know, because they were priests in the temple, you know, and pastor flipped it and he was like, well, we are the temple of the Holy Spirit. And our thoughts are like the the children that we need to take 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 a hold of. So it's like it's it's really easy. Like, honestly, it's super easy.
0: Barely an inconvenience. Barely an
1: inconvenience. <laughs> For us to be passive when it comes to the way, yeah. the bad thoughts, you know, like like we'll, we'll just let them take over. You know, if we're not diligent and, and intentional about it, yeah. bad thoughts can, like the enemy can just plant a small a small thought yeah. and then it just can start snowballing and snowballing and snowballing all the way into a mental disorder. You yeah. know, like if we don't take it captive. yeah, and, and so like as the temple of the Holy Spirit, we should not ever allow... There to be, you know, passivity towards those those children in our yeah. mind. We should ne- we. We should always be taking authority over those thoughts. Yeah. And it, it was powerful. I'm excited for Pastor to come back and talk about it more.
0: Yeah. <laughs> but, well, and if you guys haven't seen it, go ahead and watch yesterday's broadcast. You can go yeah. on our YouTube channel or back on our Facebook page and go watch the replay of it. I mean, you know, as you're talking, what it reminds me of is the verse where it says that it's the small foxes that yeah. ruin the vine. Yeah. And I know for me, there have been many times in my walk with Jesus that I haven't necessarily taken my thoughts captive because I haven't seen why it's been so vital to do so. You know what I mean? But our thought life, you know, it kind of goes back to what we were talking about at the beginning of the week, like the three parts of man. Mm -hmm. You know, you have a flesh, you are a spirit, and you have a soul. And the soul is where those thoughts come into play. Mm -hmm. And that soul realm that is that it's going to determine whether you follow the spirit or whether you follow the flesh Mm -hmm. and so if you're not controlling the soul realm it'll automatically fall in line with the flesh and pull you Mm -hmm. that way because your flesh has a desire Mm -hmm. to be corrupt like it's it's just how it works and so as you're talking i'm thinking about intimacy you know thoughts can destroy intimacy, like a lack of discipline. It can destroy intimacy with God. There have been, you know, there have been times where the Lord's told me to do something and I've been, I haven't said no, but I've been lax with doing it. Like I haven't been like hopping on as quickly as I could have. And it's affected my intimacy. It's affected my faith. It's affected my walk with the Lord. And I'll go back and ask him, Lord, what's happened? Why why am I feeling this way or whatever? And he'll take me back to the time where I heard his instruction, where I saw that something needed to be disciplined or corrected or changed. And I didn't do it. I didn't discipline myself. And because I didn't discipline myself, it then cut off intimacy from him. Because essentially, you know, delayed obedience is disobedience. Yeah. So if we're delaying taking our thoughts captive, if we're delaying disciplining ourselves, then in essence, we're being disobedient to him. Yeah. You and guys then, matched today.
4: Cool.
1: That For was sure. intentional.
4: Surprise, it's <laughs> like I translated into my chair. Yeah. Except you could see my sleeve on your shot.
1: So. Oh. That's-
4: <laughs> It has been a an morning? interesting morning.
0: <laughs> a wide open morning.
4: <laughs> what? It has been wide open morning. <laughs> no doubt about that. Literally, <laughs> literally, what I talked about yesterday, I was having to apply all morning this morning, <laughs> and even up to just a few minutes ago. It's been interesting. So.
0: I'm excited you're here. Yeah,
4: me too. <laughs> me too. I heard you talking about the. Uh, I heard you talking about uh, you know just. Yesterday and taking our thoughts captive and everything. Yeah. It was neat how the Holy Spirit took that and turned it into the temple. Yeah. You know, wasn't it? I just, yeah. I really found that interesting myself. Yeah. So.
1: It, like one of the things that I was just thinking about was in David Young Cho's book, The Fourth Dimension. I brought that up earlier this week. But like um, he talks about like how the speech center of our brains actually lead like, what goes on throughout the rest of our body. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He was saying, like, neuroscientists would tell him that. And, like, obviously, like, the tongue, you know, the Bible says the tongue is like a rudder, but, yeah. like, but, like, that that also goes into what we're thinking, what we're speaking in our minds, you know? Yeah. Like, the things that we're constantly speaking, our bodies will begin to move in that direction. So, yeah. if we're, like, sure. speaking or thinking or just dwelling on, oh, man, I, I, like, I, I'm anxious, or, oh, man, I'm depressed, or, oh, man, I'm getting old, or, oh, man. Like, yeah. our bodies will hear that, mm-hmm. and it'll just, okay, that's what, that's what we're going yeah. with. That's what we're going to do. And, yeah. um, and, and there's a, a term called neuroplasticity where, like... Basically, it means like your brain is is malleable, you know. Mm -hmm. Uh, Like the neurons in your brain are malleable. So the things that you're constantly dwelling on, your brain will wire in that direction. So if we're always dwelling on bad things, our brains will wire, you know, themselves in that direction. So like... So you, you, you do a brain scan on, on different people who have depression, you'll see their brains are wired in a similar way. And people will see that and say, oh, that's a chemical imbalance, when really they were just wired in that way through certain thoughts. Yeah. And just as things can be wired in, they can be wired out. How? By changing the way you think. Yeah. Renewing your mind you know, and, and, and holding those thoughts captive, which is why I think what you were sharing is just very important. Yeah. And we have the ability to undo... You know, yeah. years and years and years and years of bad thinking just by, all right, I'm going to start taking these thoughts captive. Because I, yeah. I, I had clinical depression for, uh, uh, for, like, so much of my adolescence, you know. I took the medications. I went to the counseling. Like, I battled through all of that for a long time. But it wasn't until I started studying the Word and changing the way that I was thinking about myself and about who God sees me as, you know, what the Word says about me, and just taking those bad thoughts captive. It wasn't until then that I was actually able to find freedom.
4: Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, amen. Well, there's uh, one of the things that we look at is uh, Romans twelve one and two. Mm-hmm. And it says, therefore I urge you brethren by the mercies of God, present your bodies a living yeah. and holy sacrifice acceptable to God, which is your spiritual service of worship. And then verse two, so in other words, our job is not to just take what's handed to us right. and then take that as gospel. Right. That's not our job. Our job yeah. is actually to do something with what we have yeah. and turn it, yeah. uh, change it. And so then it says, and do not be conformed to this world. Now, that, and these two verses, I could, I could preach for the next hour on these two verses and talk about each phrase in here, but uh, and I have, but it's that word conform means molded yeah. mm-hmm. so don't be molded into the the form of the world yeah. mm-hmm. don't be molded into that form yeah. but be transformed by the renewing of your mind mm-hmm. so in order for us to do what god's told us to do we have to allow god to transform our mind, uh, and how does that happen? We know from other scripture it happens by the renewing of our mind, by the washing of the water of the Word, and the Word is what does it. And when we transform our mind or renew our mind, uh, that we will prove what the will of God is, that which is good and acceptable and perfect. In other words, God has a good will and he's not withholding any good thing. But one of the things that he wants to do is he wants to manifest it and we play a part in the manifestation. Mm -hmm. And a part of the manifestation is exactly what you say, what you were saying earlier is to rewrite Mm -hmm. those pieces of our mind that are not going correctly, that haven't been, that the world is, tried to mold us into, to conform us into. And uh, there's so much. And and the truth is, much of the church has adopted worldly thinking instead of godly thinking. And because of that, you don't see the manifestation of the knowledge of God. Um, So you don't see those things. And that's you know, and then the world says, "Well, see, all the church isn't isn't seeing it, yeah, but the church hasn't been doing it right it's our job, no matter what everybody else is doing. See, we ought to if we were left alone in a room with the Bible for the rest of our lives, we ought to see the manifestations of the power yeah. and the love of God in our lives because we took this word and we applied it." Uh, But a lot of times what happens is we take our cues from other people. You know, Mm -hmm. we're looking around at other people and we're taking what's normal. Right. What's normal. And we don't want to be abnormal. Mm -hmm. For goodness sakes, we don't want to be abnormal, you know, to the world. And it's like, um, but God's abnormal to the world. Mm -hmm. God is abnormal to the world, and I want to be like Him. My job is to be like Christ. That means I've got to put on Mm -hmm. something that's probably going to look different than the world. I've I've got to go to the place where I I am allowing the Word to transform me and not be molded into the box, Mm -hmm. and and not be molded into just another brick in the wall, you know, I quoted Pink Floyd the other day in a message. I was like, things you never thought you'd do. (laughs) Quote Pink Floyd in a message about Jesus. But it worked. It it worked for the moment. (laughs) So I think that, you know, a lot of times we've got to get okay with, um, you know, not looking the same as everybody else. And, and and we are in this world, but not of this world. Yeah. You know, we are, we are in this world, but not of this world. And we are, uh, you know, ambassadors of yeah. the kingdom of heaven. We're not ambassadors of the earth. We're ambassadors of the kingdom of heaven. And the kingdom of heaven looks different from the earth. And our job is to bring the kingdom here. Yeah. It's to bring it here, but we're never going to do it if we keep uh, being satisfied with looking like everybody else. Yeah. You know? And that doesn't mean that you just go out and be weird for weird sake. It just means when the Holy Ghost writes something, He shows you something in His Word, and He draws you to, to God's normal, by all means, go after it. Yeah. You know? let, let yourself be of faith. Let yourself be of cheer yeah. and go after it. So, yeah. amen. And we're, ca- we're
0: called to be faithful with what God's given us. Like as you're yes. talking, uh, what's in my head or what comes up to me is we're called to be faithful stewards with what God has placed in our hands. And he's placed within our hands tools to use for the kingdom. Yeah. So our thoughts, we're not designed to think worldly thoughts. We were designed in the image and likeness of God to do God things, which means we're designed to think God thoughts. We're designed to speak God words. And so at some point, it tells us in the word that we will be held accountable for every idle word. Where do words come from? They come from our thoughts. So if we're thinking on something idle, if we're thinking on something not worthy of praise, we're not being faithful with the mind that God's given us. Mm -hmm. If we're speaking idle idle thoughts out, and they become idle words. We're not being faithful with the with the gift of power in yeah. our words. So yeah. are we proving to God that we've been faithful with what's in our hands?
4: Yeah. And that's the big key is taking what's in our hands and putting it to use. Yeah. You know, uh, and Holly put that down. She said, "I'm designed to think God thoughts. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm designed to think God thoughts. Put that in the comments right now. I'm designed to think God thoughts. Amen. Yeah. All right. And uh, so, and I think it's very important for us to say, what has the Lord given us? Well, what He's given us is a word,
3: yeah.
4: uh, a word to not be in worry, not yeah. be in anxiety, not be in fear." There is no fear in love. And so if we are actually in God, yeah. then we can have no fear. And that means if we do have fear, there's a place in God where yeah. that can be eradicated. Yeah. You know? And that shows upward momentum and upward growth for us. Yeah. We have upward growth available because of the things that God's made available. And so I, I'll tell you, if you... Didn't get to listen to yesterday's. You need to hear yesterday's. There was, the Lord just anointed that word. And uh, uh, amen. I think we just hit a hundred comments. And the winner is?
0: Natalie Wagner.
4: Natalie Wagner. You win a gift card. Glory to God. Yeah. Good. Amen. That's awesome.
0: Well, as you're, you know, as you're talking about this, like I, I really, really like, when the Holy Spirit will give you illustrations, like what he did yesterday, comparing, yeah. comparing our thoughts to a child. And I have over the years, George and I don't have children at this point, um, but I've watched you with your kids. I've watched other parents with other kids and the type of children you have truly depends on the parenting. Yes. Like a child I is agree. not just born and yeah. Oh, they're the perfect child. It really comes down to how you steward that yes. child. And so you can have a child that's disciplined in the things of God. You can have one that looks like Jesus and is talking like Jesus, or you can have one that looks like the word or like the world. But it's important to make sure that we're doing as we're raising up children, as we're raising up our thoughts, that we submit ourselves to the way that God tells us to do it. You know. For me, not having children at this point, I'm thinking of my thoughts. And you, when I first moved here, you and Pastor Nicole taught me something that I'd never thought before, that if it doesn't come from God, I don't have to have it. Yeah. So if a thought is not born of God, I don't have yeah. to deal with it. I can train my thoughts differently. Yeah. So when those thoughts You don't even have up, to pay
4: attention to no. it. No. Like none.
0: No. And that's yeah. like, you know, I've seen different moments where... Luke, just because he's the youngest, I've seen Luke act in a way that's not Jesus. And you and Pastor Nicole at different points, like you'll snap your fingers and be like, no, no, not around here, law dog. But then there will be times where you just ignore it and you praise the thing that's praiseworthy. And and there's something to be said for ignoring things that aren't the Lord and focusing on the things that are praiseworthy, not ignoring the behavior. But you know what I mean?
4: yeah. And I think you you brought up a really good point in that, you know, if a thought comes to you that God did not, was not the author of, then why are we paying attention yeah. to it? And and it's it's not that, so for example, like when the thought came to Jesus about Lazarus, well, originally, you, you have to see, the people brought him news about Lazarus, yeah. but it was God who told him when to go. Yeah. He didn't have to pay attention to the other news. He had to be in relationship with God. And this is a reality that we can have, that our relationship is so solid and so secure that we trust him to tell us things more than we trust anything else. And I've learned now um, I'll trust, I literally trust that more than what people tell me because I've had too many people bend the truth, lie to me, or they just were ignorant of something, but God knew the whole thing. And so when our intimacy and our fellowship with God gets to be uh, so good, mm-hmm. then we can learn to trust that and rely and rest on that more than we trust anything else. And uh, literally just this m- morning, I was confirmed to me. Uh, Just a few days ago, uh, the Lord uh, dropped something on my heart to pray about concerning a certain person. And uh, sure enough, I mean, out of nowhere, it it would seem out of nowhere, I get news this morning from from someone saying, man, that person really needed prayer. Right when God was laying them on my heart. I mean, right when the Lord was laying them on my heart. And I can't tell you how many times I've watched that happen. I've learned if they come up in my spirit, you know, I, I need to pray for them because it's important that I pray. And I trust that more. I've literally had where somebody told me, you know, in, you know no, I didn't do this. And... The Lord, the Lord, basically said, "Yeah," and then come find out later uh, that was not true. They did do that. You know, I've watched that happen time and time and time again, and so I've learned to rely more on the Holy Ghost than I do the testimony of other people. And that comes from intimacy and relationship. And that's not there because I'm pastor. That was happening yeah. before I was pastor. Yeah. You know, that's, that's child of God. That's intimate fellowship with the Father through Jesus Christ and with the Holy Ghost. Yeah. That's just an intimate fellowship with God. And if we will learn how to have that intimate fellowship yeah. and rely on Him, uh then we will step right through into a place of operation that's higher than the world can operate. Yeah. The world can't operate on that level outside of God. They you have to enter in uh, to a relationship with God through Jesus Christ to operate on that level, but the Lord will give you supernatural knowing. He'll give you insight. You know, y'all know the story or you've heard it where, you know, the Lord told me weeks in advance that a problem was coming mm-hmm. up. I started praying on it. Sure yeah. enough, the exact problem came up with the exact person, and what could have, you know, turned into a downward yeah. tailspin and really hurt, actually turned into an upward um, momentum yeah. and really propelled us. And that's where you have to learn to trust the Lord, you know. And I've watched, you know, what we were saying last week: issues and problems equal opportunities. So now, when I see things come up, I'm like, "All right, Lord, how are you gonna how are you gonna use this?" How how is this going to be turned? You know, not necessarily that you sent a bad thing, but how are you going to take this and Mm -hmm. turn it? Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, I've watched him. See, if we don't know and have knowledge of God, then when some bad news happens, we will invest ourselves into the bad instead of investing ourselves into the promise and the life of God. Yeah. And so now what we invest in, it's what's going to have a return. Yep. So what we invest in is what's going to have a return. And we're called to invest ourselves in the knowledge of God. In the knowledge of God is where... His goodness is manifested. And so you can have bad news all day long. I mean, Jesus received bad news about the storm, but he was more invested in the peace that passes understanding. Mm -hmm. And so when he spoke peace, the return was peace.
0: Yeah, Mm -hmm. I was talking to Abby yesterday about, um, she had had a conversation with Pastor Nicole. And as we were talking, she said that something the Holy Spirit had to show her or show her again was You know often when we're looking at a situation we're trying to have faith in a person you know it can look like something isn't going to work out like let's say buddy I, i was buddy just wasn't living up to what i thought he should be and i'm like buddy come on ultimately what abby took away from that yesterday the point i'm trying to get to is we don't need to have faith in the person over faith in god like yeah. the person may fail, but God won't fail. Yeah. And so if we're putting our faith in a situation, if we're putting our faith in a person, then that can fail and our faith won't stand. But if we're putting our faith yes. in the God who is more than enough, who is more yeah. than a conqueror, who has defeated every evil thing and turned all, all things for the good of those who love him. God can't fail. He cannot fail. Yeah. So our faith won't fail if it's in him.
4: Yeah. Amen. Amen. I love at the end of this verse 2, so Romans 12 and verse 2 at the end of it, it says that when you renew your mind and you're transformed, of course, a transformation is not complete if you don't have action. Yeah. So our first step is to know it differently. Mm -hmm. Uh, The second step is what we've come to know Mm -hmm. in our mind is then put into operation and put into action Mm. so we can know something all day long you and I've had some conversations recently about that where um, you know it's one thing to know it you know what the right steps are it's another thing to live it yeah Mm. and we want to get to the place a true transformation of the mind is uh, to the word of God is Mm. one that is lived out
3: yeah Yeah.
4: it's not just amen and it's not just a agreed and hallelujah it's you know, it's lived out. Um, It changes us to the point that our habits change, that our actions change, uh, that our thoughts change, that our words change. And many of us have been dissatisfied with church and ministry and all of these things. And part of the reason that we've been dissatisfied is because God's so big, I feel like I had too much um, God's so big that we know that he's bigger than what we've seen. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We know that he's bigger and more powerful mm-hmm. than what we've seen.
3: Yeah.
4: I know that he's bigger and more powerful than you know, what I've seen. And uh, so we're, like, we're kind of sitting there going, where is that? Now, truth be told, and let this responsibility hit each one of us. Truth be told, every one of us should not be looking for it solely on another church member right. or another church. Right. We should be, if we know that there's more to God, then shouldn't that drive us to the place of hunger to get in here and transform ourselves yeah. and see it on ourselves? Mm-hmm. You know. And this is something in the last few years that's really taken root inside of me is I can't be... Some a pastor that's complaining about other, you know, other churches not walking in the power of God, yeah. when I really see that as a solution that God's given us, if I'm not walking in it on a regular basis. So if I'm not carrying something, we're not seeing healing on a regular basis. We're not seeing the power of God on a regular basis. Uh, if we're not seeing financial breakthrough, like we saw this week, over $7,000 supernaturally... Erased. If we're not, yeah, glory to God. If we're not seeing that kind of stuff happen on a regular basis, uh, which if you remember just talking about that testimony over the last two weeks, I've been saying, Lord, let supernatural debt happen right now, right now. And Be erased. Yeah. 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 Let supernatural debt be erased right now, thank you. Um I knew what I was saying. I knew what you were saying too. (laughs) Let supernatural debt be erased right now. And we've been speaking it, said it out loud, it's you know, it's on it's on uh been recorded. And now to watch those things happen. You know. And the decision, you know, what's interesting is I think I prayed it not this Sunday, but the Sunday before. But the letter came in the mail like Monday or Tuesday to the guy here, which means, it meant it was, the decision was made that week that we called for it. Mm-hmm. and mailed that week. you know. So it's just watching that kind of stuff. And so some people are like, oh yeah, let supernatural debt be erased in my life. Glory to God, amen. But there's no expectation right. of it. Um, but if you have expectation of it, God can do it. Yeah. You know, Anything that is natural in the earth is subject to change. Yes. But many of us have been dissatisfied and we need to let that, All right. So, all right, Lord, I don't want to be hypocritical I don't I don't wanna say, where's the power of God in the church? And I'm the I'm a part of the church and I'm not carrying it. You know, all right, let that responsibility to go after faith happen in me. Yeah. Let, it, let that responsibility be in me. Yeah. I want to be laying my hands on the sick and seeing them recover. I want to be winning souls. Yeah.
3: Mm-hmm. I
4: want to be making disciples. Yeah. I want to be going after the things of God on such a level and seeing the supernatural power and love of God yeah. without excuse. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Let, I want to be that. Well, that's honestly, that's just what's been in me since I was little. Yeah. You know, because I saw, you know, they told me God was big and he would do big things. And I said, okay. And it was literally that simple. Yeah. I can remember it, you know, age nine, age 10, age 11, age 12. Like, God's a big God. He does great big things, he's very powerful. And childlike faith would say, okay, let's see it. Yeah. Let's go after it. And, you know, y'all know the story of seeing a miracle even when I was that age when I was praying over people because I was somebody special. Well, I mean, I am special to the Lord, just like you're special to the Lord and you're special to the Lord and you're special to the Lord. All of us are so special that God gave his son for. We're all special in that. But it wasn't because I was called to be a pastor. It wasn't like I was some phenom. It was nothing like that. It was childlike faith. Yeah. The simple simple childlike faith that said, Lord, I trust you. They say you're big. I read it in your word. You must be. Mm -hmm. I believe you. Do it. (laughs) And that's about as simple as the prayer was that caused that miracle to happen. Mm -hmm. Lord, grow that leg out. Mm -hmm. And that's what happened. And so... So many of us have been discouraged that we haven't seen that. And what we've done is we've let adult thinking yeah. talk us out of mm-hmm. childlike faith. Mm-hmm. And put this in the comments. Don't let adult thinking talk you out of childlike faith. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Don't let adult thinking talk you out of childlike faith. Because if you're getting childlike faith, You put your trust and your belief on a God who can do it. Yeah. Yeah. And he will.
3: Yeah.
4: Not only can he, he'll do it. He will. And it says when we transform our thinking like that, Mm -hmm. right? When we transform our thinking like that, it says this. When you renew your mind, you may prove what the will of God is. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. God's going to have you in situations that will prove God is good, mm-hmm. God is mighty, mm-hmm. God is loving. He'll prove, and then he says, not only do you prove not only do you prove what the will of God is, you prove that His will is good, yeah, you prove that his will is acceptable, mm. and his will is perfect. In other words, when we start to live like this, people will look on to the situation and say, "Man, yeah. if God's that good." I should accept Jesus. Yeah. His will is good. His will is perfect. I should. It proves I need to accept him. Yeah. Mm-hmm. This is God's plan of evangelism is for yeah. us to walk in the reality of children of God. Mm-hmm. Children of God most high. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Walk in that reality. and But where does that start? Well, it starts at making sure that the children are in order. Mm-hmm. The children being our thought life. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, In this temple, we got these mm-hmm. youthful, worldly, childlike thoughts, not faith, but childlike fears, anxieties, worries, thoughts that come that God didn't author. And if we don't take those captive and mm-hmm. cast them down, those thoughts will jerk us around like a wave of the sea.
1: Yeah. It- like going back to the child like faith you know kids are born to believe you know? yeah like you you'll tell them you'll tell them something they'll believe it because that's what they're born to have faith yes. they have to be taught to doubt that's great and, and, yeah and so like it's it's very important for us to recognize that like what we're teaching our kids you know because we teach them you know what to believe but like our when it comes to our thoughts um you know that's the first thing the devil attacked in in the garden was he started questioning the way she perceived god by saying yeah. did god really say that you can't eat anything you know he, he was convincing her that god is withholding something good you know yeah. he was challenging her thinking uh, on, on how she saw god and god and yeah. the devil does the same thing today you yeah know, he he, try, he tries to challenge our thinking and our childlike faith towards god i yeah. mean jesus yeah. when, when the disciples asked jesus Hannah was talking about this in one of her scripture discourses in Matthew 18, where you know they asked Jesus, um, you know, who's the greatest, and he pulled up a child and said, unless you're like a child, you know, you know, have that faith like a child. But he said the one who causes this child to stumble, how, by attacking that childlike faith, he said it's better for them to wrap a millstone around their neck and throw them into the sea. Mm -hmm. Like, like that's how dangerous it is to start challenging childlike faith. Like.
4: haven't you seen, you know, spiritual, quote-unquote, authorities, people mm-hmm. that would call themselves an authority, mm-hmm. challenge that childlike faith?
1: Yeah, and so it's yeah. important to take those thoughts captive yeah. when, when yeah. people start saying, oh, you're getting a little hyper-faith there, bud. Like, you, yeah. you, you never hear Jesus whenever someone says, <laughs> whenever someone <laughs> yeah. comes up to Jesus. I know you just say the word and they're going to be healed. You never see, whoa, calm down there, buddy. You know, yeah, yeah. you're getting a little too far into this yeah. faith thing, you know.
4: If you're Lord, tell me to walk on the water. Whoa, whoa, that's a little yeah. too much. No, you, you know, don't he, see that. He, he
1: never does that. No. no he he yeah. says, I've never seen such great faith like this in all of Israel. Yeah. You know, he was he marveled at people's faith. He never tried to diminish it. And mm-hmm. so, and so, you know. You're
4: so powerful mm-hmm. that this miracle healing of my do- daughter mm-hmm. is just a crumb. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Whoa, 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 <laughs> whoa, lady. No, he says, <laughs> so be it unto you.
1: Yeah, yeah. It, like that's how Jesus was. Yeah. You know, and but the enemy, like even in just, just religion, would try to say, did God really say, you know, just yes. like at the garden, did God really say he'll heal all yeah. your yeah. disease? Did God really say that he'll provide all your need? Did God really say that? And then he'll begin to point you to other people's, you know, downfalls or stories yeah. or whatever. Because I know this guy. You remember this guy who, you know, and he'll just start trying to attack the mind. You yeah. Know? And, and what he's literally doing is he's trying to ruin childlike faith. And he'll use people, even church people, to use that, you know, um, or to, to, try to, to try to diminish our faith in God. Mm-hmm. And, and Jesus was very clear. How much that's destructive for the body or for the kingdom of God. It's mm-hmm. better for a millstone to be wrapped around the neck and thrown yeah. into the sea.
4: Well, many many times what will happen is that you will you'll see that the answer to faith from the world, not from God, but the answer to faith or the response to faith from the world. Is to show you a physical experience, mm-hmm. yeah. and so one of the things that we must determine is which is sitting on the throne:
3: mm-hmm.
4: experiential yeah. doctrines or this word. You know, yep. what's our standard? Yeah. You know, we're getting ready to do a um, another Bible academy, the What's Right Bible Academy, and we're going to talk about the standard. Yeah. That do we need a standard, and is the Bible our standard? We're going to talk about that. <laughs> And, oh man, I'm looking forward to it. Amen. We were looking over the notes yesterday. I, I'm super excited. So this, this is, so one of the things that we need, that's why we never lean on experiential doctrine. See, when I'm yeah. making decisions of faith, I'm never looking at just the, um, I'm not looking at just the factual worldly knowledge or the experiences. Well, this person was in faith and it didn't work out for them. Well, first of all, the only person who knows whether or not that person actually was in faith is oh, God. Yeah. Because that person probably doesn't even know if they were actually in faith for the most part. And I would say the odds are that person doesn't even know if they're in faith. Because i found that most people don't know. Uh, there's many times where I thought I was in faith, that I wasn't mm-hmm. in faith, and I found out later. So to say that, oh yeah, this person was faith, there's a lot of variables that there's a lot of variables that you have assumed to yeah. make that statement you know there's a lot of variables that has been assumed to make that statement second of all you're talking about an experience and your eyes can fool you i have watched demonic forces change what it looks like sounds like smells like yeah. in the flesh in the physical i've watched that happen so just to say that well i saw it with my own eyes I'm sorry, but there's more to this world than what you see with your eyes, which is why he tells us the just or the righteous live by faith, yeah. not by sight.
3: Yeah.
4: If you don't understand that you live in a supernatural spiritual world, then you're going to have a hard time you know, living on top and being an overcomer right. because it just doesn't work that way. Right. And so this is, this is one of the verses. Look at this. This is 2 Corinthians chapter 4 and verse 17 and 18. It says, For this momentary light affliction is producing for us an eternal weight of glory far beyond all comparison. Now, right before this, it says, Don't lose heart. No matter what you're doing, no matter where you're at, don't lose heart. Now, this is a commandment of the Holy Ghost. There's a commandment of the Holy Ghost to the church. Mm-hmm. Don't lose heart. Yeah. Don't lose heart. Now, why could he say that? Just when he says, when he says don't lose heart or he tells me to not fear, how unjust would it be? How unjust, I mean wrong, would it be for God to command me not to fear if there actually was something to fear? hmm mm-hmm. How unjust would it be for him to tell me, "Don't lose heart"? When there's not, you know, there's actually something to lose heart on. Yeah. You know, in other words, he can't listen. See, this is what the devil's attacking, and and this is why he gets us to move to a place without faith and to look at the wrong things. Because what he's not attacking is just your faith. He's attacking our view of God. Mm-hmm. He's attacking our uh, knowledge of the character and nature of God. Because if God tells me not to fear, not to worry, not to be anxious, but I actually should be, all of a sudden God is very unjust. He's messed up, if that's the case. So if God said it that way, and God actually is absolute love, like the standard of the word says then I can take that to the bank. I can trust it above what I see, above what I feel. And that's the reality and that's the truth that will set me free. Now, that's fanatical. But that's where most people fail because they don't want to cross that line of being fanatical about their faith and belief yeah. in God. And because they now I'm not talking about moving into presumption which is another teaching, but I'm talking about what you have promised from God yeah. in the word. You know, like the other day, you know, somebody was saying, "Well, I'm believing in God for, you know, oh, what was it they were saying? I'm believing I'm I forget what it was, but it was something. And I was like, if you can give me a scripture on that, then I'll believe with you. (laughs) But I know you don't have a scripture for that. So what they were believing on wasn't something that was actually promised. And they're going to be disappointed in that way. Uh, But one of the things that we need to do is recognize that the devil's after our Uh, outlook on God, our viewpoint, our view of God. He's after our knowledge, our intimate knowledge of him. And so when he says, don't lose heart, and then, you know, then all of a sudden we actually did need to lose heart or we needed to fear, we needed to be anxious. It's the character of God that's actually being, you know, assassinated, so to speak trying, trying to be assassinated. Right. Mm-hmm. And so we must do our job in, in John chapter six, it says your job, your work is to believe on Christ. Yeah. And so our job is to say, this is, you know, Jesus was the word made flesh. This is his character. This is his nature. It's pointing me. It says, don't lose, lose heart. Well, either the situation's lying to me or God's lying to me. I'm going to place my bets it ain't God. Yeah. <laughs> it ain't God. I've seen too much, gone too far. Yeah. But now, and if I will grab a hold of that with childlike faith, I will see some miraculous things. Yeah. But then he says this, for our momentary light affliction. So if you think about that, what we're going through, the Holy Spirit says, is momentary light affliction. Now, I'm Now, I, granted, before you, you know, berate me on here, I've been in some situations that didn't feel momentary and they didn't feel light. Yeah. But I got to figure out something's telling the truth and something's not either God and the Holy Spirit's telling the truth or my flesh is telling the truth Mm -hmm. that it was hard and heavy. That's the difference. See, it could have been momentary and light If I'll stop paying attention, if I'll set my eyes on the promise Mm -hmm. of God and not on the situation. Mm -hmm. And that's exactly what he's talking about. He says, For our momentary light affliction is producing for us an eternal weight of glory far beyond all comparison. In other words, look, yeah, you're paying a price right now while you're in this earth. You, you've got persecutions. You've got a corrupted flesh that's giving you a hard time. He said, but look, what you're going through, it, it is the seeds of an eternity, yeah. of a glory that's far beyond comparison. And then he says this, verse 18, how do we get there? While we look not at the things which are seen, but at the things which are not seen. Yeah. For the things which are seen, are temporal, but the things which are not seen, mm-hmm. are eternal.
3: Yeah.
4: Mm-hmm. And he's, and so you know here we have the situation that was in the good news today. Having gentlemen at the church, I said last week, I in the name of Jesus, debt be supernaturally erased yeah. this week.
3: Yeah.
4: Is that right? Y'all remember me saying yes, that? Sir. Yep. I think I was standing on the platform. Be supernaturally erased. This week, all of a sudden, what's happening? I'm releasing a spiritual word. That spiritual word is going out and it is causing that that thing that in the spirit, that spiritual power is being released to change the fruit. That changed the spiritual root. This changed the temporal, physical fruit. All of a sudden, that debt is supernaturally erased. For anybody that would receive it. Now, I don't think that everybody received it. But for whoever would receive it, that word was there and available to produce a fruit. Yeah. To produce a fruit.
3: Yeah. Right?
4: And so what we see, I love this. It says, and you know, I think it it's from the, uh, in the footsteps of the prophet that Jerry Saville wrote.
3: Mm-hmm.
4: He says, while we look at the things that are seen, but not uh, look at things... Look not at things which are seen, but look at the things which are not seen. For the things which are seen are temporal or temporary. The things that we can lay our eyes on, they are temporal. And when you study this word temporal, it just means this. It's subject Subject to change. change. And that was a bill over Mm $7,000. And yes, it looked like, how are you going to pay this? But God said it's yeah. subject to change. Yeah. It's subject to change. And he yeah. wiped it out. Yeah. I mean, wiped it out. Subject to change. Yeah. Subject to change.
0: Well, you've been all over Romans 10:17, but faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Yes. If that person, you know, it's so important to to take responsibility for hearing, to yeah. take responsibility for letting that faith grow. If that person hadn't been in the place where they were called to be, Yes. If they weren't submitted to you, if they weren't in the house, you could have released the word all day long, but they could have missed it. Yeah. Like it's like throwing a football. If you're not on the other end, nobody's going to catch it. Yeah. So you can throw football, spiritual footballs all day long. But if we're not in the proper place to receive them, yes. then nothing's beneficial. The Lord's wanting to do something beneficial, but we're not going to be able to receive it properly. It's my job to increase my measure of faith by hearing, and hearing the Word of God through the Word, through spirit led pastors. That's why it's so important, like what you were saying, not to listen to voices of doubt, not to yeah. listen to people who would cause you to wonder, is this right? Is this not? Get in the house where God's called you. Get with a man of God who had, or woman of God. Get in the place where you're called to be that's producing life. You know, yeah. we have pastor has standards for is a church your church and basically like is it producing power is there revelation coming out are they winning souls like are they walking in the fruit of the of the spirit are those things happening because if they're not that then you need to ask yourself if you're called to be there but our faith can grow yeah it's a muscle and it's our responsibility to work that muscle out like we all have muscles but if if you go to the gym seven days a week, it's going to look different than mine right now because I'm not going to the gym seven days a week like that. But if I grow and I develop myself, then my muscles will be able to endure more.
4: Yes. Amen. Well, and going back to our thoughts, you know, you had, you had May mention at the beginning talking about confession. Mm-hmm. And I wanted to talk about that real quick before we wrap up because... You know, sometimes we're going through like this morning. I mean, I had, I had. There were so many things that were happening and going on, mm-hmm. and um, one of the things was I was challenged to think the right thoughts.
2: Mm-hmm. You know, I
4: was challenged. I need to make sure I step into faith, I step into rest, I think yeah. the right thoughts, everything, and uh, and it, it'll be fine. It's just a matter of how do I respond? Mm-hmm. How do I respond to those things? And how do we respond when the wrong thoughts try to yeah. come? And so you know, one of the things that you can do, let's go to Proverbs uh, chapter 18 and verse 20 and 21. And in Proverbs 18, verse 20 and 21, it says, With the fruit of a man's mouth his stomach will be satisfied. Mm -hmm. He will be satisfied with the product of his lips. Mm -hmm. So in other words, whatever he says will produce a fruit and he will be able to eat that fruit. Mm -hmm. Verse 21, death and life Mm
3: -hmm.
4: are in the power of the tongue and those who love it will eat its fruit. Yeah. Those who love it will eat its fruit. So, you know, we have the daily confessions on here and we yeah. run through seven different confessions throughout the week mm-hmm. that we that we have. Why do we do that? Well, because it, it literally transforms our mind to the power and to the promises yeah. of God. And so one of the things that I'd like for y'all to do is uh, everybody who's watching and you guys, you know, just in your head, I want you to count... From one to thirty. Don't say it out loud, but just count in your head from one to thirty. Okay, you got it. Now I'm going to tell you to say something, and somewhere in the middle. And so, whenever I tell you to say something, I want you to speak that, but keep counting. Okay. Right. Never mind. Keep counting in your head, but when I tell you to say something, say it. Okay. Yes, sir. All right. So everybody, start counting the thirty in your mind. Ready go Now say baseball is cool.
0: Baseball is cool.
4: And when <laughs> I already lost my count, what happened to your counting? You know, it goes boom. Like you might be able to pick back up only a little bit, but for the most part the the counting goes away. So when those thoughts come, when you start to confess the power of God Mm -hmm. and you start to speak it out of your mouth, God has designed it to start yeah. rewriting your thoughts. Yeah. And so, you know, when I find myself in a jam or a situation or some bad news came in, one of the first things I start doing, I just start praising God. Thank you, Lord. You're my redeemer. Thank you, Lord for your mercy and your yeah. grace. I praise you to worship you, Lord. I live, yeah. you know, I start worshiping. Put that song on or some other song, you know. I start worshiping him. I'm the head and not the tail. I'm above and not beneath. I'm blessed going in and I'm blessed going out. You know, and I start talking about I'm blessed in the city and I'm blessed in the in the field. I'm the healed of the Lord. I am prosperous above all things. You want to prosper me and give me health, even as my soul prospers. My stripes I'm healed, depending on what I'm dealing with. I'll I'll speak the promises of God. Well, if you start speaking those things and confessing those things, man, it changes what you're thinking right. on. It'll it'll eject those. And so every time those thoughts will come up, I'll just start confessing a promise again. Yeah. I'll start confessing and that's why we want to make those confessions every day. We want you to start remembering. Yeah. I walk in the full manifestation uh, of Christ, you know. I walk in the fullness of the manifestation of my inheritance in Christ. The full manifestation of my inheritance in Christ. I am out of debt and I carry a supernatural debt, a canceling anointing, you know, and you want to get those where you know them, where you can repeat them because all of those confessions are based on scripture. And yeah. the struggle it is over, over yeah. you know. Uh, I hate sin. I love righteousness and I'm anointed. I walk in the fullness of faith, hope, and love. And you start going through these, you start knowing these confessions mm-hmm. and moving in them, knowing what the the scripture says about you, knowing what scriptures they're on, which would be a good teaching, you know, and you want to have these things ready to go so that when the wrong thoughts or the wrong temporal thing presents itself in front of your face, you got the promises ready to go. No, you can't, you can't do that. You can't do that. It's illegal. No, no, you can't do it. Right. And so these are the kind of things that we need to learn how to walk in. We need to learn how to move in and take those thoughts captive. Uh, take those disruptive uh, children thoughts, yeah. um, you know, a corrupted child thoughts, take them captive, cast them down, and think on things that are worthy of praise. Amen. And we'll watch our life just go up, up, up as we do that. Amen. Amen. Glory to God. Y'all got anything else to add? Amen. We went a lot further than I planned on going. (laughs) But it was good. Amen. Do you receive that? If so, put some hands up in the comments. I receive a life change in my life. Amen. Glory to God. Well, hallelujah.
3: Hallelujah.
4: You have anything for the uh, financial portion teaching? Don't make something up. No. <laughs> <laughs> Amen. Holly says I received a life change. Glory to God. Glory to God.
1: One of the things just about death and life are in the power of the tongue. I was thinking was just the like in that that uh, dismantling Maimon series, like how the importance of what we speak. Um, you, the, the woman um, that Elisha came to, who had the, who had like just a small jar of oil. You know, he said. Yeah. Like she, she said, the creditors are coming. They're going to take my son's, you know, debt, you know, you know, issues. And he said, all right, well, what do you have in your home? Yeah. You know? She said, well, nothing. So she lied. She yeah. made like say, but then she, she backtracked and she said, well, I do have a little bit of oil, you know? Yeah. And, um, and, uh, one of the things that Mark Barclay mentioned in, in that series is he mentioned how, like there are angels assigned to do what you confess, you know, yeah. um, because death and life are in the power of the tongue. There are angels assigned that when you make a confession of faith, they'll begin to work it out. They'll take that confession. Mm-hmm. That'll empower them to go and bring in, bring to you what God's word promised. Yeah. But at the same time, the enemy has set up uh, demonic yeah. forces. So that when we make that negative confession, they'll go out. Oh, I have nothing to give. I have nothing to sow. I, you know, they'll bring that to pass. Yeah, they'll they'll go out. They'll yeah. take that. That'll empower them to ensure that you never have anything to give. Yeah, you know, um, which is why it's a good thing that she corrected herself immediately. Yes, you know, that was actually something that that like I was talking to Serena with like not too long ago. I'm like, well, we don't really have anything to give. I'm, nope, we do have. You know, we have something yeah. to give, and th- and that's when we purposed in our heart. We're going to give a bowl if we have to, you know, like whatever we have, like we have more than a jar of oil to give, you know, to sow. And so like, and so just even taking those thoughts captive, you Mm. know, and and being willing to, all right, I'm not going to confess that I have nothing to give because I there's always something in my hand to give. Um, And so, and so that's honestly something that I started thinking about as you were talking about just that confession is empowering, you know, heavenly uh, the the heavenly, you know, forces to work on your behalf and one yes. of the you know, we we empower them with our confession. But also then when she said, Well I do have this jar of oil yes. basically Elisha said, Okay, take what you have and sew it. Yeah. You know, take what you have and sow it and just watch and as and you'll see that it'll just continue to multiply and multiply. Yeah. And and then you'll and then she had not just enough to pay off the debts, you know, to get the creditors off their back. Yes. But she also had enough to for her her and her sons to live yes. on the rest. And so you know, when we sow, when we don't give into that bad that that mammon mentality, you know, of lack, and I just don't have enough, or you know, all these things are going wrong, or I don't think I can do this. But we put take those thoughts captive and set it aside, to confess. No, yes. I have something to sow. I have something to give, and purpose ourselves to sow it. Then that initiates a supernatural, the, yes. the supernatural workings of God to 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 bring the manifestation you know, yes. yeah. of yeah. the
4: promise. Uh, Nicole and I had a similar you know time you know of that where I was looking for something to give, mm-hmm. and we were given a a small <laughs> amount of money. But I said, Lord, I I really want to give something precious. Mm-hmm. I want to give, and I I wasn't sure what He would. I said, Help me see. I want to give you something precious. I said, help me see that. Mm -hmm. And uh, I I literally thought he was gonna have me like go through the house and find something. But the question was not necessarily what I was giving, it was my heart to give. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And that's what it says in 2 Corinthians is, it talks about what we've purposed in our heart. Are Mm -hmm. we a purposed giver, a purposed sower? Or are we just letting life happen to us? When we become yeah. a purpose sower, and i 'll tell you what he told me to give that day has turned into a supernatural abundance, yeah. mm-hmm. a supernatural abundance, like can 't even explain how what he did off of that yeah. Yeah. that seed that day when I purposed in my heart to give him something precious. Mm-hmm. And uh, actually, the thing that I gave him, he even replaced it. Like it was, he he brought it back to me so many times over. Mm -hmm. But that specific thing, he even brought it back to me. Supernatural overflow because of that. So, you know, the thing, you know, when you and Serena were talking about that not too long ago, you can also see and look and know, man, that's coming. Mm -hmm. You know, it's coming. Because God's not a respecter of person. You put faith in him like I put faith in him, he's going to meet you the same way with supernatural And that's the same way that he'll meet you as well. And, yeah. and we need to confess those things. Lord, I'm, I'm moving into supernatural abundance yeah. to do every good work, which is a part of that confession. And um, one of the things that I, I was going to say about you know death and life are in the power of the tongue, let me just throw this out there. You can do your own research on it, but it's Deuteronomy 30 and verse 19. Deuteronomy 30, verse 19. And God, what that verse says, and it's a little bit, You have to meditate on it to pull it up a little little bit. But basically, by giving you this key, it'll help unlock it quicker. What that verse says is God has already pre-programmed heaven and earth to testify Mm -hmm. about the decision that you make by what you speak out of your mouth. He said heaven and earth. Heaven and earth, you do whatever a child of God says. Yeah that's what that verse says. And so when we start testifying and we believe in our heart and uh, what we confess in our mouth, it shall be done. Just like when we're born again, just like that, we are made in the image and likeness of God. And anything God says, it happens. Yeah. It happens. We're made in His image and likeness. Now, we haven't walked in the purity that He has for all of our life. But we can move to the place where yeah. what we speak and what we say happens. Yeah. And that's where we're moving towards. And even in our finances, I just declare in Jesus' name, supernatural abundance comes. Yeah. Come Thank on you, these Father. faithful people that are watching Thank on a Friday uh, at 1.35. Thank Lord, you, supernatural abundance come in Jesus' name. Thank you, Father, for people that are here that are sewing, for Barrett and George, for Buddy and Serena, Lord, uh, for everybody that's here behind the camera and behind the scenes, for everybody that's watching online or will hear this in a replay, Lord. Bring supernatural abundance. And Father... Break off that debt. Break it off of their lives. Break the bondage yeah. and the chains of that debt off of their life. Erase it supernaturally. Thank you, Father, for your goodness and your mercy. We thank you and we praise you. Yeah. In Jesus' name. Yeah. Amen. Amen. Did you have something?
0: What, what kept coming up to me as y'all were talking was how giving is a system that God's designed to help protect us from the love of money. You know, yeah. the longer yeah. we hold on to something, the more of an opportunity it has to take root inside of us. Yeah. And you've said many times, if it takes you longer than a second to say, yeah, yeah Lord, I'll give that. That thing has you. Yeah. We don't have it. So mm. for that moment, that woman, the jar of oil had her instead of her having it. But the moment that she turned herself into being a giver she of made what a she had. Yeah her heart shifted and it then protected her Mm. from that love of money, which then produces evil. So when we give, we're protecting ourselves Mm. from a trap that the enemy would set for us to fall into. Of I need to hoard, I need to keep what I have. No, we step into God's system and God's system protects us and leads us into life and life in abundance. And we're then proven to be faithful so he can increase us. It protects us. So that way, when we get to the place that we're quadribillionaires and we have that much money, that stuff doesn't have us. And we can give it the way that the Lord wants it given. And we can sow it and have it and be blessed by it. But it doesn't have us.
4: And that's why the devil uh, really fights Mm -hmm. uh, giving and sowing. That's why he fights that stuff. That's why he fights people in their finances, because he he knows that if he'll fight them there and they'll give in to the pressure and be worldly about their giving and sowing, he'll keep them in bondage. He knows that. And he knows that they'll never have abundance to do the good work. They'll never have abundance to establish the covenant of God. And so he wants to keep The whole church in bondage in that way. And it's time for the church to rise up and say, I'm tired of that mess.
3: Amen. Yeah, I'm not
4: having that anymore. And Lord, I'm going to purpose in my heart to be a giver. And that's just it. Mm -hmm. The the key to it is, what have we done in your heart? And that's what you were saying earlier is, and that's what Nicole and I said at that one moment. And I'm sure that you have a moment like that as well where... Mm -hmm. I said, no, we are givers. Lord, we purpose ourselves to be so, And that's not something that we did one time and we all never have to do. No, it's who we are. Mm It's who we are. We sow, you know, we are givers into the kingdom of God and into the body. You know, it blesses me so much because a lot of times you're sitting here on the set volunteering behind the scenes and you guys are the ones that are sowing into the kingdom because you recognize that. You've purposed it in your heart. And I do the same thing. It's, It's one of those things where you just... You say, Lord, I'm a giver. Mm -hmm. I'm a giver. And God meets that. He meets that. Uh, Matter of fact, if I see it's coming too slow, you know, I'll remind Him about it. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I'll say, Lord, no, this needs to hurry up. Mm -hmm. This needs to Mm -hmm. hurry up. Why? Mm -hmm. Because he's not withholding any good thing. But he does want us. Then the Bible actually says, remind me of my word. Mm -hmm. You know, remind me of my word. You know, what is that doing? Because God needs reminding? No, we need to pick our faith up yeah. on it some. He's helping us. Mm-hmm. He's helping us be accountable with our faith and not drop our faith yeah. and not just, well, whatever happens, happens. Mm-hmm. No, we're supposed to occupy till He comes. Yeah. That means that we grab a hold of it and we make His promises. Yeah. Ours, not just for us, but for it to overflow yeah. into the lives of others.
0: And it shows expectation.
4: Yeah, when, well, it's a part of hope.
0: Yeah, when yeah. your kids bring something back up to you that you've promised, yeah. it demonstrates to you that they're expectant and they're excited, and yeah. that blesses you. You've yeah. talked about it before.
4: Well, just the other night, Luke, <laughs> Luke's like, hey, Dad, we're going to put that handle, you know, that, that cord and handle on the treehouse to lift the ladder up. <laughs> I was like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we'll 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 see if we can, buddy. I was like, man, I don't feel like going outside right now. It's rather hot. <laughs> By the end of the night, it was like getting and uh, getting dark. <laughs> it was like ten minutes till it turned dark. You know? He said, "Dad, are are we gonna get that handle on the on the ladder to the treehouse?" <laughs> yeah, buddy. Yeah. We're going to go do that right now. It it might get dark on us, but we're going to go do it. And we got it done. And he was thrilled. And, and (laughs) it's like, but when he reminded me of it, it was like, you know, man, and I, I don't have, you know, I haven't had the character of God fully like God does, but, uh, man, it, there was no way I could tell him. No. Yeah. There's no way that I could tell him. No. In that moment, he was like, Lord, you know, Dad, I'm holding you at your word, just like we're saying, Lord, I'm holding you at your word. That wasn't him being bad; that was him having an expectation of his dad. Yeah. And th- that's what we do. See, a lot of people they think that they're being rude. No, you're doing what God told you to do. And I'll tell people, hey, remind me about that. And I, you're not bugging me to remind me about that. You know, I want you to remind me about it because. Uh, whereas God can handle all that stuff, sometimes I've, you know, not been able to remember every single thing. Uh, but I want people to remind me because here's, here's what I'm saying when I say remind me about it. I'm saying I care about you enough that I want you. To bring it back up to me you are important in my eyes you are important in my eyes and I don't want that forgotten
3: yeah. but
4: for any reason and that's what God's saying remind me of my word he's saying you are important in my eyes and I want you to stay in faith because if you'll stay in faith I will get it through to you yeah. amen amen glory to God so if you'd like to so today on Facebook you can go to hashtag uh, you can just type in the comments hashtag donate and the amount after that or you can go to givebc.org and you can sow there. Uh, But whatever you give and you purpose in your heart, that's the, listen, let me me just, if you can put this in the comments, remember this as we go away. Abundance has everything to do with what I purpose in my heart to Mm sow. What you purpose in your heart to sow has everything to do with abundance. That's the key. What have you purposed in your heart to sow, yeah, and when you notice when you purpose in your heart to sow, it's not just a desire it's a it's a complete commitment to it. This is who I am, this is who I will be for the rest of my life. I am a cheerful and abounding sower, yeah, and if you will purpose in your heart to do that, mm-hmm. if you'll purpose in your heart to do that, God puts seed in your hand, yeah. He put seed in your hand. And if he'll put seed in your hand and you plant it, it'll be multiplied. And, it, and the Lord makes a promise. It will be abundance for yeah. every good work. Amen. So, Father, we just pray for everybody that's given today. Lord, let it be blessed, pressed down, shaken together, running over in Jesus' name. Thank you, Father. Ho ho Yep. I believe the Lord just reminded me of somebody that just sowed. Uh, into uh, Nicole and I's life. Lord, I just lift him up right now. I lift him up. Lord, bring supernatural into his life. Bring the gifting of God into his life. Lord, bring giftings in there. Father, I ask that you solve problems. If there's anything standing in the way of his advancement, let it be removed now in Jesus' name. Father, we come against any weapon formed against us. It shall not prosper, and it shall be destroyed in Jesus' name. No weapon formed against us will prosper. Jesus came to destroy the works of the devil. Let every work be destroyed now in Jesus' name. Thank you, Father. Thank you. I feel that. I feel that breaking of it now. Thank you. No evil will befall us. No plague will come near our dwelling. Thank you, Father, for your goodness and your mercy in Jesus' name hallelujah hallelujah well we love you guys so very much if y'all have anything else you can wrap it up you you probably got the wrap up
0: (laughs) we thank y'all for joining us this week for lunch plus it has (laughs) been awesome and next week is going to be so good we're really excited about what is coming up next week if you haven't done it yet go ahead and share this broadcast it was on time and it's powerful. There are keys in here that will change someone's life. So go ahead and share the broadcast. And then next week we're gonna be back with a brand new episode starting Monday morning at 11.45 a.m. We love you, we're believing with you, we believe for you with you. You know what we mean. We're standing with you. We're agreeing with you. And we're just so excited to see the things of God come to pass in your life. If you have a testimony of something that the Lord has done that you know, the broadcast blessed me with this. The Lord brought something to pass. I got revelation from it. We want to hear those things because we know that the Lord is moving in your life. He loves you that much. So if you would go to the what's right.org website, send us a message. Let us know how the Lord has been ministering to you and we'll share it on what's good if you want us to. We just love you very much. We'll be back next week. Brand new content, brand new episode, Monday morning, 1145. And we will see you on Monday. Have a great weekend and be blessed.